Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is Minimap.com.au's weekly game podcast, your favorite weekly games podcast. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me as always is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello. We're here. Uh it's it's Jeremy, it's been more than one week. It's been two, it's in fact. It's been two weeks since we've and done the a podcast. vibes are it feels like it's been two weeks. Yeah, like the, a, the internet's falling apart. Um, like at the seams, every single website seems to be having like, uh, like expansion heat death of the universe happening to it at every single given moment. Oh yeah. Cause what was it? Cause Twitter had its whole uh, drama of the weekend where Elon didn't pay the server bills and now you did, can't, he you did, can't view the site more than X times a day. He didn't, he didn't pay his $1 billion bill to Google. <clears throat> um, for for using their their, their cloud servers, yeah, um, and now the website can't handle the amount of traffic that it gets. Yeah, so there was two things. He turned off he turned off the ability to um, view tweets if you are uh, not logged in, which means yep. that any tweet that was embedded in a website was sending a feed back to the like pinging back over and over to the, well, to the what was it? yeah it like failed and then retried over and over yeah. to reconnect so they ddos themselves yeah and then um uh it also mean it also meant that um because they were like apparently apparently what is happening allegedly what is happening is that they've been trying to move all of their services off the google platform because elon didn't want to pay the bill to google right um and they hadn't finished everything Oh. Uh, leading up to um, the 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 date that was the first of July is when it, when everything kicked over, um, and so uh, yeah, then everyone got rate limited. That was like a maximum of like six hundred tweets a day that you'd be able to view, and that has since <laughs> been like that. That was it's gone up. It, it's it's definitely gone up. I haven't been rate limited today, and I've been on Twitter a fair bit today, so I think it's I think it's okay. But there are ways around it anyway. Like if you just went on the mobile. Um, website like in a browser on your but, phone that that subverted it. There were so many ways to get around it, and it felt. But also, like when you think about it, it's completely antithetical to the point of a social media website. So they much. want you on there as much as possible. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. But they couldn't handle it. They, they couldn't handle it. Like it is, it is literally falling apart. It's not. It is still not the end of it. It is like Twitter is still surviving at the moment because limping along. Because the moment that the the rate limit got raised and everyone went on today everyone had a pretty normal day on twitter again um aside mm. from everybody asking everybody for invites from blue sky um mm. but like google search function is just completely fucking failing uh facebook is for the boomers um instagram is trying to be tiktok still and also failing at that um tiktok i on TikTok today, you sent me a DM and opened in the app. And then when I opened the DM to take, it wouldn't open the DM in the app no matter what I did. Every time it bounced me out to the website. Yeah, right. And then the website was like, hey, you should open this in the app. And I'd press the button and it would like load the app for a second and then bounce me to the website. Yep. Yep. It was really, really weird. Mm-hmm. Um, Giphy Cat is shutting its doors. Um, mm-hmm. Plex and all gifts that it hosts are just going bye bye. Yep, yep. Plex gutted like a third of its staff or something recently. Like you know, they're like every every single company everywhere on the internet is f- completely falling apart at the seams mm. because they did they did this. 
They turned the internet to what it is at the moment and it was ballooning and ballooning and eventually... Oh, especially during COVID. Absolutely, but but like for a very long time now. Like the, 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 the version of the internet that we have at the moment, this advertiser first, s- slow crawl, limp internet that we've had forever now, it was always going to go this way. It was just, it, this was the way it was always going to go. And now you have to log in to Twitter to see tweets. <laughs> if that doesn't say heat death and, of the universe, I don't know what does. And I forgot to mention Reddit, which we all know is just completely also falling apart at the same time. Yeah, right? completely like, messed so up many. because of the CEO's decisions. Yeah. yeah. Well, everyone, if you're worried about minimap.com.au, don't be because we're still here. We're still kicking. We're still doing all the all the things as normally as we would. If there's bad news about WordPress, then we've got a problem. But hey, right now we're fine. Word, WordPress is is definitely completely secure and safe all the time. Just as secure and safe as all of these other websites. Yeah, one hundred percent. Everyone, we're gonna we're gonna press on. We have so much like ancient news to talk about. Uh, so we're gonna talk a bit about the Nintendo Direct that happened a week and a half ago. We're gonna talk about Final Fantasy 16. And that's going to be the show. And it should probably be the whole show because we have a lot of Final Fantasy 16 to talk about, much more than we did this time last week. Um, so I'm very excited to get into it. Um, if you're unaware, welcome. This is the Minimap cast, minimap.com.au's weekly games podcast. Uh, this podcast goes live on all podcast platforms on Wednesday uh, every uh, with 24 hours of early access given to our wonderful patrons. More on that in a second. If you like what you're hearing, um, about the heat death of the, the internet universe, make sure to tell your friends and uh, give the show a positive rating wherever that you listen to the podcasts. Um, that was a weird way to say that. Mm. Uh, it makes a huge difference and it only takes a few seconds. If you want to get notified every time a new episode is released, uh, you can join our Discord by going to our website. There's a Discord button at the top and at the very bottom. Uh, or you could follow our socials for the ones that still exist uh, at, for as long as they exist. We are at MinimapAU on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and also Twitch, where we are live every Monday night, 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. That's right now uh, for the live recording of the Minimap cast. Uh, we hang out with the chat beforehand and afterhand and during hand. Uh, what? Uh, the live, <laughs> during the recording of the Minimap cast. And uh, we'd love to see you there if you're free. We wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. And finally, Minimap is completely independent and funded uh, basically entirely out of our own pockets. Uh, For only $5 a month, it's one of the few parts of the uh, cost of living that haven't increased yet. Uh, And with that, you get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast some extra bonus features and videos over there uh, and more. So you can head on over to patreon.com slash minimapau if you wanted to help us out like that. And uh, remember, it's cheaper than a latte with oat milk. And now I'm thinking of the, the Whitaker's oat milk block. It's cheaper than that. It is. Yeah. It is. You're right. I think that only comes down to $5 when it's cheap. Yeah. I think, yeah. The the, the Look... It's not much you can get for five bucks anymore. <laughs> yeah, real... you, you need to you need to go to a five dollar shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the two dollar shops they all went out of business. They couldn't sell anything anymore. They're just selling buttons <laughs> and lint. They went the way of the one dollar fifty shop. Mm. <laughs> Did they, were they two dollar shops because they used to be dollar shops? Uh, well, they used to be like 
I want to say they used to be like dime stores. Like that was a thing that dime they stores. used to exist like years and years and years ago. Yeah. 10 cent stores maybe. Um, but like they used to have to like update the signage. I like, yeah. I remember watching signage being updated when I was a kid at the local shopping center. Yeah. Um, back when I lived near Heidelberg, there was like a, there was like a, a, a dollar store that like changed its sign to like, like two dollar store or something, and I was like, "Oh, that's funny." I was like, "I don't understand." Like that seems worse. I said, as like a <laughs> as like a six year old, not understanding what was actually going on. Inflation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's funny because then they spend all that money on the sign, and they need to make more money, so they have to up the prices. I know, I know. It's quite the commitment. It is. Uh, Jeremy, a couple of weeks ago, Nintendo hosted their June uh, direct for twenty. 23 almost said 33 um mm. not quite and uh i'd we, we we'd gotten through uh summer game fest and e3 we, we made it kind of <laughs> we yeah, we made it we, we somehow yeah. with like a decent number of announcements and uh of good showcases that i actually kind of forgot about nintendo i forgot that they normally do something around this time oh and because zelda's come out and been such a, a slam dunk too yeah but uh no they were like hey <laughs> was it like 24 or 48 hours notice they were they were uh, 24 it was 24 yeah, hours notice. it was like hey get ready <laughs> yeah. 1 a.m I, I had to quickly make a post for like social and i was like Ugh. and i was like ah i like crawled out of bed like grabbed my laptop took it to bed i like quickly yeah. got an image together and threw it up <laughs> yep so uh yeah and it was it was interesting they they announced a number of things we're not going to go over everything there because not everything was pertinent um i've just grabbed from a like a rundown list i've grabbed the top eight announcements that i thought we could speak to either uh talk about or laugh at um so let's do that now so we're all on the same page and then we'll go over how we felt about it all starting with the sort of the biggest announcement which was what they finished with a brand new 2d super mario brothers game is coming out called super mario bros wonder and uh it's a bit weird it is a bit weird. I think it looks it's, incredible. It's like it's like Mario in the sky with mushrooms. Yeah, I I kind of Beatles reference. Um, the <laughs> yeah, but like you know, like specifically how that's like kind of meant to be a reference of like tripping and like just seeing yeah. random shit everywhere. Quick, quick aside, completely quick aside. Um, do you know like how, like so you know how like Lucy Sky Diamonds LSD LSD yeah. yeah but like do you know that that's like that John Lennon like repeatedly said that that's not what the song is about and only ever said that like like oh like his son went to school one day and like had a crush on a girl named Lucy and so drew yeah. a picture and said like oh this girl I have a crush on Lucy is like as pretty as diamonds and so he based the song off that I don't believe him I believe for a, that. I don't believe him for a fucking second <laughs> <laughs> I think that man is a liar <laughs> I'm inclined to believe that I mean why would they lie about that because he, Girl, like continually moving forward Oh, look, I mean, like, he died younger than the rest of them that, like, he might have copped to it as as an older man. Um, but, like, I don't know. I just, I think that that was a, that was a complete yarn. They used, to, they used to love lying about stuff for fun. Um, so I think, I think, I think he was, he was telling a, a fib. <laughs> fun. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah, Mario Wonder, I reckon, looks fucking sick. <laughs> I think it looks, like, really good. Um, Honestly, I looked at it and I I could not get a feel for what it would play like because it looks substantially different 
from any Mario game that we've played before in the past. Yeah, like it. it I, I find it interesting that they have um, finally moved away from the new Super Mario Brothers art style. Um, yeah. Because they, they, like I have been wondering if or when they were going to do that, because the Super Mario Brothers art style I never loved. I don't know if anyone ever really loved it. It was kind of I, I liked it when it happened, but like it's kind of boring. Like it's very yeah. it's very safe. It is like you know like it's the, take the three D assets that we made for Galaxy and stick them on a. 2D plane. Yeah, but even then it was like make them nice and shiny, make them bright and don't really do anything that interesting with them. Um like make it look like an like make it look like an illumination movie, right? Um <laughs> you know, it'll it'll be what it is. Um I need to watch that. Yeah. Um but like this looks good. It looks like a departure. It looks it looks it, creative. It looks really creative. It looks um, artistic, but also kind of looks like the box art from Mario 3 a little bit, right? Everything's on like a little bit of a... They're on like a 33-degree angle to the camera, which I found fascinating. Sure. Wasn't the whole shtick with Super Mario Brothers 3 that it was a play? Because that's the one with the curtains at the start and the... Uh, yeah, kind of. Like, that's, that is a... That, that, yeah, basically, yeah. Um, and everyone's kind of a little bit facing the camera um, because yeah. they're sort of acting. Um, uh, but yeah, there is that, like, it's like 3D models, but it's perspective. Like it's, yeah, yeah. like they're always, they're always looking at, yeah, that's a good point. They're always looking at the camera. Yeah. Um, it is, yeah, like almost like a mix of like Paper Mario as well. It's a funny bit, looking yeah. at it because it, it's such a, it is a very unique design for games in general. Like it's almost, it almost gives me like a Cuphead vibe, you know, and it's sort of that intentional 2D art style. Mm. Um, maybe not hand drawn necessarily, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just could not get a feel for what the game was going to be. Like, cool, you turn to an elephant, and then like the 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 pipe starts crawling along the ground like a caterpillar. Like that's cool, but like none of it made me go like, I need to play that. A lot of it made me go like, this is different. This is interesting. I wonder how it will be. But I wasn't sold. Look, I think I'm... Personally. I think I was sold, but only because like it's Mario, right? Like, yeah. like, like they don't, they don't really put out stinkers. Um, That's true. Especially yeah. not in the, especially not in the mainline Mario games, 2D or 3D. There's that, like, aside from Sunshine, like there's never like a, oh yeah, this is like, like I'm not, I'm not having fun. Um, yeah. And so I think that I don't have any, like, like I'll just get it on release because it's Mario. Um, yeah. You're one of the people I know who, enjoy Mario games the most. Yeah, like uh, like I have a, like a just a like a a baseline enjoyment for Mario. Like there are, there are very few games that are like that are just like I'm sure I'll have fun playing this. I even had fun playing Sunshine to an extent, but it just definitely didn't get very good. Um <laughs> I I I think I'm glad that they are still doing 2D Mario games. Um and I find it fascinating that in the final year of the switch we get a mario and zelda like the first year of the switch we got a mario and zelda that's true i it kind of blows my mind we didn't get an odyssey follow-up yeah with this announcement as the next mario um like a 3d follow-up i'm really surprised 
um, that this was what they had next. And, like, you know, I wonder at the size of this game as well. Uh, 2D Mario games tend to be pretty fast to complete, um, by and large. Yeah, like, they get hard. Like, and, you know, there'll be a bunch of mini games and stuff in there as well. Um, but, like, you'd probably be able to finish it within a few days. But, yeah. I, but I also think that, like, you know, like, you know, there's Brooking Co-op, as they always do in these Mario games now. Um, they'll, there's, like, a whole bunch of different power-ups and stuff. And they'll, I'm sure there'll be collectibles in the level as well that you'll that they'll encourage you to go back and find, and you know, hidden doors and all that stuff. Um, and, but like, yeah, like I, I feel like length is not a thing they're ever really worried about. I think they just kind of want like another like last hurrah for the switch. Um, yeah, which yeah, is no, it's a good interesting point. that it's. Interesting that yeah, like you, you're right. It is interesting that they never did a follow up to Odyssey. I still believe that the that the the Bowser's Fury was going to be a DLC follow up to the game, and they changed it. But like, I think that yeah, it is fascinating that we haven't got the next entry in that. Yeah. Um, but they often like they don't bring those out very often, right? Like we got one 3D Mario for for the 64. We got one for the GameCube. Two for the Wii, none for the Wii U, and one for the Switch at the very beginning of the console. You're right. That's a really good point. Like they, they, they kind of they don't bring them out. It's some that 3D often. world in the middle there. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, no, yeah, that that's a good point. Um, like I'm sure we'll get one. Like I, I want to say that we're gonna get one like for the like at least within the first 12 months of of the new Nintendo, whenever that is, but. That would be smart. And when you look at all of those games, they do fit that kind of release cadence. Like Odyssey was first year, like Mario 64 was a launch title. Sunshine was early. Galaxy was early. What I remember though is I remember reading a thing yonks ago and and who knows if this is the case anymore, but that the team that was working on Odyssey was actually making a 3D Donkey Kong game. Um, And I... We haven't heard anything about that in a very long time now. That that might no longer be the case, but there there was that being said for a while now. I'd love to see that. Yeah, I, I think it'd be fascinating if they went back to do a three D Donkey Kong game. Do you think if that's the case that the team of Made Odyssey is doing it, working on a different IP, that someone else is working on a three D Mario instead? Uh, no, I I don't know if anyone else would do that. I think they've that they've got their 3D Mario team. Yeah, they've got their Mario team. They yeah. they'll sort of keep them on the keep keep them on the same tracks. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. The the one uh sort of equivalence I saw with this uh uh Wonder game is mm-hmm. it reminded me of uh Rayman Legends. Yeah. In terms of its art style and and gameplay yep. mechanics, the way it looked and how bright and vibrant and and wacky it was on so many levels which is only a positive thing it's yeah. cool to see nintendo uh picking up on that because it, it's been one of the most impressive uh high profile 2d platformers of the last 10 years mm-hmm. um yeah and yeah it's interesting to see nintendo take notes you don't always see that you know <laughs> yeah and maybe maybe that's maybe it's tangential maybe it's not maybe they haven't looked at it that much but Maybe they have. Yeah, and I I think that there is room for them to look at some of those games in those spaces that are not just their own and say, okay, like what really worked for someone else, so that we can make, you know, Mario again be the the leader in this in this space. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Mario, they also announced the Super Mario RPG remake, uh, which kind of blew my mind a little bit. This is this is a very interesting. The way they're presenting it is very strange. It's like that they, they took the initial like sites from the SNES and which were made to look 3d and then made them 3d to the exact proportion which is kind of a really strange like squat like out of proportion style um it's cool that they just went for it it means it will it will retain its identity while also being a complete overhaul uh but yeah it's it's strange i've always wanted to get to this one because people said it's good um it's the the first mario rpg there ever was before like paper mario or uh um mario and luigi yeah but uh then it was a it was a collaboration with square at the time but yeah it's always it's always been a little obtuse a little hard to get into on snes it hasn't always looked the best i'm definitely glad it's come forward me personally because i've always wanted to go back to it but i look at it i'm like this is an odd one (laughs) this is strange yeah i yeah i don't know i think like it's it's neat i don't yeah I don't really care. <laughs> I think that that really, really old RPG design, that like that like thirty year old RPG design, is really gonna like be at the forefront of like how people feel about it when they come to play it, and people are gonna be like, nope, no, no, no. Yeah, I, <laughs> like, a lot of those games don't age well one to one. Yeah, like the balancing is off, huge difficulty spikes, or yeah, um, the writing's weird, or that, like you don't have to get through a job system i'm sure that's not in this one but you know something complicated like that that always turned me off when i was younger yeah yeah uh, yeah look congratulations to the eight people who really enjoyed that game um and congratulations to the 500 people who are fans of that game without ever playing it um i think that that yeah like look i'm, I'm sure you'll have a decent enough time yeah at the yep, very sorry. least it'll scratch the curiosity itch for you Yes, exactly. Uh, next, we had one of the biggest announcements of the show. Uh, Detective Pikachu returns. This looked bad. Alongside Detective Pikachu's friend, Tim. This looked kind of bad, right? Like, it looked, like, ugly. Yeah, what, what it are they... did. It looked, like, it looked like the first time I saw Detective Pikachu when they were showing it off for 3DS. I know, but at least on the 3DS, it's, like, a tiny fucking console with a minuscule screen. Like, this looks like... <sighs> What is the fucking Pokemon company doing? Why does I, every I've game never, they release look like fucking dog shit? Yeah, no, that's a good question. I've never understood the appeal of this game in the first place. Like, it's such a weird concept that honestly, I don't care for at all. Like, oh yeah, there's this one talking Pikachu. I, I'm into that. And <laughs> and you're not going to play a Pokemon game. I'm, I'm, like, I'm, 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 into, I'm into Pikachu via Danny DeVito. Like, I think that that's good. But like, I... <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I looked at this one, like, I'm certainly not picking this one. <laughs> no. And it's funny because, you know, the last time we saw it, you know, they announced this game years ago. And the last time we actually saw a Detective Pikachu game was in the dying days of the of the 3DS. So to now finally see a Detective Pikachu game coming to Switch in the dying days, it, it, it is one of the things that at this conference that helped it feel like we were looking at the, the end days for the Switch. Like, oh... He is Detective Pikachu. Great. Like, that's what you have to talk about? Woo! It, it makes me wonder if they're going to put out another movie at some point. Maybe, but they're not connected at all. No, like but the, like... The movie didn't come out at the same time as the last game. I suppose. 
next up, we had a new WarioWare game announced, which kind of astounded me. It hasn't been that long since the last one. Um, but this one looks far more traditional in the way that the last one wasn't. This one's called WarioWare Move It, which is a bit of a, a callback to WarioWare Smooth Moves, the Wii version of the uh, of WarioWare. It looks fucking good. <laughs> it looks awesome. And it, and it, and so that it's all about holding the Joy-Cons and doing motions. And they, it looked bonkers. It yeah. looked so silly and so fun. And they had fun with it in the presentation too. One of the executives whose name I never know was doing one of the things. And, <laughs> and it was great. Yeah. Um, I cannot wait to play this game. This is, this is the like the smooth moves warrior wear that we haven't had ever since the Wii came out like 15 years ago when that version of WarioWare came out. I, I'm very excited for this. And like, you know... Especially on, in the wake of Everybody Want to Switch. I, I, was just, I was literally just about to say, Everybody Want to Switch was coming out like a few days later. And they didn't even talk about it And the they, they didn't even mention it. I, I watched a trailer for Everybody Want to Switch. I didn't realize that's like... That you're using your phone for the entirety of that game. I thought you could use a Joy-Con if you wanted. Uh, you might be able to use a Joy-Con, but like the entire thing is like 60 players or something are all playing at once. It's it's like, it's oh. it's, 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 it's one to switch fire Jackbox. Oh um, no, and it's that's got, right. That was the design. Yeah, that was in Imran's article. Yeah, it is, it is, it is absurd, that game. Yeah, the, the one clip I saw from it was of uh, kind of funny. They were playing it during Tim's birthday stream. And they're all doing this weird thing. The different teams that had to like point up and down, but like dance to the beat to like ward off these UFOs in the distance. And then one team thought they won and one team didn't. And then it, it just ended with like did not finish. Like neither team finished their goal or whatever. And they had no idea what was wrong. And they were just like, what the fuck is this? And like, what is this? Phone gyroscopes are like are famously really bad. <laughs> like they, yes. they, they off calibrate so quick. Yeah. Uh yeah. So yeah, but WarioWare move it is is gonna is gonna be the antithesis of this. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna cleanse dope. the palette. Yeah. Uh we saw a trailer for Mario the Mario Kart 8 booster pack wave five, uh, which was interesting because they showed three new characters. It kind of blew our mind when they showed one new character for wave four with Birdo, but this is three new characters. Uh and a brand new map along with other remastered ones. We're getting way more with these booster packs than they initially promised. What must have been 18 months ago now. And it's awesome. Getting original courses and characters brought to this. It's it's great. I can't wait to play this. Yeah. I haven't played I haven't played Waves 3 or 4 yet either. So I should really go back and get in there. But can you believe that they're doubling the course count on this game? It's fucking nuts. I've said it so many times. It's like one of the greatest games. Yeah. <laughs> it's just one of the best games. I hope games. they let it stand for a while. Before and I'm sure they will one. because the team the team is clearly actually literally working on this. Like they're not just porting. They're creating characters or uh, creating courses, new assets, new music. Like they're, they're working on this game. I would be surprised if Mario Kart 9 is comes out within two months, or rather within within two years of the last wave being released. Yeah, I, I don't think that they will do that. I think that they are doing this because they know that they can actually, they can keep the player base all in one spot. They can yep. 
then package this up for the new Nintendo Switch 2 and say, hey, here's Mario Kart 8 Ultimate Edition or, or whatever. do what they're currently doing still, which is have it lumped in with the expansion pack. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like th- th- there are so many ways that that game is just going to continue to work for them um, that like it makes complete sense for them to just keep coasting on that one because it's going to do so well for them. Totally. Uh, Vampire Survivors is coming to Switch finally, which is awesome. It's coming with couch co-op. That's great. Uh, like that's not really a huge news thing there, except Vampire Survivors is coming to Switch, and that in and of itself is very exciting. Um, and then, and then <laughs> a couple, a couple of the last ones here. Luigi's Mansion Two is coming to Switch. Okay, the, the one for 3DS, yeah. Dark Moon. Yeah. All right. Weird. Very yeah. strange. Long time after Luigi's Mansion Three. Why now? It again adds to that feeling of. These are the dying days. Well, Luigi's Mansion 3 was one of the best-selling games on Switch. Yeah, but Luigi's Mansion 2 was not one of the best-selling games on 3DS. No, but... Yeah, I don't know. And then, uh... <laughs> there was also... They announced the Pikmin 1 and 2 for, for uh, coming from GameCube uh, for uh, Switch. That's cool. All Pikmin games will be playable on the Switch now, which is great. But then <laughs> they also showed off... This isn't here for it's for itself. This is here to laugh at. The Batman Arkham Trilogy is coming to Switch. This looked rough. This looked so rough. And like, Arkham City looked rough on Wii U when they announced that more than 10 years ago. Yeah. And it took them this long to bring that and its older older brother and its younger brother to their older console, to their, rather to their, to their newer console. Like, it's a, it's what a weird choice. What a weird decision. Yeah, I don't, really understand this no it might have just been like uh you know warner like warner games in whatever state it's in currently looked at what they can do in the next like six months and go Mm. like okay like look we've got we've got that kill the justice league game that's kind of having some struggles and titan uh titans no what's it called what's the fucking what's that batman game that came out that was dog shit Without Batman, what are you talking about the the Robin Gotham Knights. Um, oh, Gotham Knights! Yeah, right. That came out and didn't go anywhere, and yeah. we're sort of stuck. And hey, look, these Batman games—we've already got them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's just throw a port together and 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 sell it real quick. You, sp- you speak about Warner Brothers and talking about the Switch. They have continued to delay the Hogwarts Legacy port of for for Switch. I wonder if maybe that's part of it. They were like, just put something out here that was supposed to make money yeah maybe it, but yeah, it, yeah uh yeah real strange one and just one that was like no one asked for this why did you do this yeah <laughs> so yeah how did this direct make you feel when we when you when you watched it how did you how did you rate it how did you feel about what what the coming months of the switch were looking like how did how did it hit you i thought it was actually a really great direct i thought it was one of the best they've done in a really long time mm-hmm. um like maybe in years, like overall. I kind of agreed. Yeah, it's like even just, although like there's not that much here that I really love. Yeah, it's just it's it's like a it's the, like there was a lot of stuff in that direct. There was like a lot of RPGs. There was like you know ninety farming games as there always is in in these directs. Um, those new amiibos, all that all that stuff. Um, overall, it was just like such a such a broad variety of games that were shown. Um while a lot of them looked really actually quite good. 
Um, yeah. It wasn't just like ticking off, hey, we need three RPGs, we need two carding games. Like it was like, no, here's a bunch of these games from a lot of different genres that when you play, you're probably going to have a really good time doing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it's a good way to round out sort of the portfolio of the Switch and say like, hey, look, we put out bangers up until the end, right? Like, you know, there weren't like, we weren't limping out games as everyone was getting ready for the new hardware. Like we're releasing Mario Wonder. We're releasing, you know, Metal Gear on the Switch. Fucking three Metal Gear games and six smaller Metal Gear games and and three smaller Metal Metal Gear comics that are all wrapped up in that one weird bundle, right? Like there's a lot of enjoyable stuff to have on that all the way up to the end, which is... Um, like this leads into what we know is coming in the next 18 months, I think we'll say, um, that there is, there's going to be some new hardware at some point. Um, Nintendo has said that for the first time that their account purchases are going to cross over to the new generation Mm -hmm. of, of consoles. The first time they've ever done that. Yeah. I can't fucking believe it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's great. It's and it really speaks to that point that um Phil Spencer made on the, the X cast in the wake of Redfall about how the previous generation was when was really when uh people solidified their digital libraries. And yep. so now if people are on a system and they've invested in that system, they they need to be able to carry that forward because they have all of those purchases. Yeah, totally. One hundred percent. Um and so like Nintendo, you know, finally catching up to everybody and doing that is good. Like it's overdue, but it's good that they're doing that. Um, mm-hmm. And so seeing uh, that happen, and at the same time, there was there was something that that popped up yesterday. Um, so there is a YouTuber, which I I know, um, uh, <laughs> has been has been uh, tweeting about um, some information that they came across. Uh, this YouTuber has have a track record. Um, they uh, were the first ones, I believe, to um, talk about Metroid Dread prior to its announcement and release. Mm-hmm. Um, talking about hey, it's like a it's a two D Metroid game for the first time in a very long time, like other M era, all that stuff. Had some genuine inf- information about Metroid Dread prior to the announcement. Um, uh, this um, uh, YouTuber has said, um, I, b- I believe they are from Spain. Um, translation of their tweet says, the Switch 2 development kit has arrived in Spain. Um, the fact Ooh. that the Spanish t- studio has already the kit, given Nintendo's secrecy policy, is a boost in the relations and indicates that we are in the, le- the last stages before the console's presentation. That's fascinating. Um, who made who made Dread? Um Mercury, uh, Metroid Dread Studio, and they had that problem where the um, Mercury Steam is who made it, and I want to. They were based somewhere in that region. Where are they from? From Spain. A Spanish video game development a developer based in San Sebastian de los Reyes, Madrid. Right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if that's where the kits have gone. I wonder if that's where this person's hearing that. I mean, if Maybe. they were talking about Metroid Dread, that, that would line up. Um, that that certainly would line up. Um, Fascinating. On 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 top of that, um, uh, Bobby Kotick was subpoenaed by the um, FTC last week. Um, in the FTC versus uh, Microsoft Activision. Which we'll think, probably talk about in a week or two. We'll probably yeah. go over all the stuff that went happened there. Yeah, we 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 will at some point. 
Um, he was talking about the new Switch, um, talking about its... <laughs> oh, bugger me, was he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Um, uh, fucking... I know. <laughs> what, are those, I know. what are they doing? Are they just dragging everyone down with them? <laughs> the fact that it was like not, Nintendo weren't even related in this conversation. In fact, the FTC what? for the entirety of this trial was talking about how Nintendo was not a competitor to Microsoft and Sony, which is a ridiculous yep. thing to consider that they are. Because well, they, they... they eventually had someone up on the stand from Nintendo, apparently, but I heard that this person apparently has been dodging the subpoena. Like they've been dodging being served oh, for like God. six or seven times because they just wanted nothing thing to do with this that's so fucking funny um <laughs> uh yeah so this is um let me have a look uh this is from metro.co.uk um uh they've quoted bobby Kotick in in this trial saying that um uh he, he was implying that this that the switch 2 uh has a closer alignment with the generation 8 platforms um uh, yes, which, that's right. Which 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 bars it up to generation eight in this context is Xbox One, PS4. Um yeah. which uh, is good. I like hearing that. Yeah, like I think that 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 is that is promising. Um, yeah, as opposed to like the Switch, which is like barely 1080 if you're lucky, while docked and only 720 otherwise. Yeah. Um, if this is like yeah, like 1080, assuming it's a Switch successor, so it is more of the portable hybrid system. You know, we're talking 1080p screen, and like properly can drive 1080p games. Like that's like a minimum. That would be excellent. Yeah, and it would be it would be icing on the cake if it had 4K output for the menu. That would be great. Yes, yes. Um, so we, we that have, menu looks like crap. Oh my god! Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, more than two themes. Um, and so like yeah, like I I think like we're getting there, right? Like. Kotick is talking about it in court. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. It's so funny. Uh, yeah, it was it was funny because like we've been talking about it and it's been very ambivalent and it's been like, oh well, they had Metroid Prime that came out of nowhere. That's cool. And Pikmin's coming and and they're not done with the with the what with the Mario Mario Kart courses yet. But people were starting to ask questions of like, oh wait, what when? what is the plan? We don't know what's happening next. And this sort of gave us this like this push. One more push is like at least one more push is like another six months. Like, here you go. Don't worry about it. We'll be here with you till December. Don't worry about it. We'll see you later on in the year. We'll give you an update then about something maybe. But yeah, the, the, the way they, the way the roll, they rolled out some of these games, it's like, oh man, I do not give a fuck about Detective Pikachu or Luigi's Mansion 2. Like... Yeah, and like it's cool that the Pikmin games are on there, but they were they were barely even a footnote in how they presented them. They were they were just like they they spoke about it for like four seconds. Yeah, and like look, they were also the like I I think that, that, that Pikmin one and two are a good like, and they're live on the store now. Like I always yeah. enjoy that as like a like a little fun thing. Um, so I think that they're a good size one of that. It's not like. You know, Luigi's Mansion Two live on like I don't give a fucking shit, right? Like totally. you know, Pikmin One or Two at least. Okay, neat, cool. Now all yeah. four Pikmin are on the Switch as of a, in a week or whatever, um, yeah. which is really neat. I do like that totally. Uh, so Jeremy, how many more directs do we have before new hardware is announced? We tend to get three a year. Is that correct? We get one like January, February. 
we get one in the middle of the year, and then we get like a September October direct, do if I remember correctly. Remember we didn't Plus get some one f- like Nindy showcases. Remember we didn't get one for over a year though, like two years ago. Oh, was it that long? It was like it was like a long time. Or maybe maybe it was, maybe it was less than that, but maybe it was like it was like two hundred days or something ridiculous. Let's have a look. Um, uh, that was twenty nineteen. Right. It looks like yeah. Uh, it wasn't the time at least. Yeah. Look, I think. I think we will uh I think we'll get a smaller direct. I think we'll get a more focused direct on something. We might get a we might get a direct mini mm-hmm. and then like not not maybe not Pokemon, but like we'll get something like a Pokemon direct. Yeah. I don't think we'll get one for Mario Wonder, but like we'll get maybe something else. Well, yeah, I mean, they do, they do like Animal Crossing, Splatoon, Xenoblade 3. I'm looking at them in their archive here. Then they did three Mario movie directs. That's wild. Yeah. Um, they were really pushing that. Mm. Uh, but for 22, what do we have? We had a we had a February one. We had a Zelda we, one. We had a, a, a mini partner showcase in June. That was a complete letdown. That's okay, yeah, we'll, that. we'll get another letdown like that in, I'll say, October. Yeah. Last year, then there was also another one in September. Yeah. And, and then, then we had February, June. And we'll get a blowout in February. September, E321 direct, February. Yep. So that, that seems to be the cadence. Three a year. Once every four-ish months. Yeah. I think, I, th- I think the cadence is once every hundred days, I think is, is what they usually do, <laughs> which which is fascinating. Um yeah, I think we'll get we'll get a partnership. We'll get a partner direct. We'll get like some information on on some additional remasters and ports that are going to be thrown across, and a couple of other third party games, and then that's about it. I reckon we've got one more full direct before the Switch because they have repeatedly said, "Hey, it's not happening yet. Hey, hey, stop talking about it. It's not happening yet. We're not doing anything yet." Like so, as recent as something like one or two months ago they said that yeah it's like not this financial year and that means like for for them is even if that's that's still not until the end of march for them but but also you know they I mean? could just be lying <laughs> they could they could they also could. just they be like com- doing that they could just be completely lying <laughs> they don't have any there's no punishment there's no penalty for them doing that no there's no there's no there's no punishment for actually we are going to announce the next best selling console from one of the most storied companies in the in the gaming industry However, if if the if this new hardware is going to be a full success of the way we expect and hope it is going to be, uh, where it, where it brings forward everything that we've got from the Switch moving forward, mm. I can definitely see them doing a direct with some exciting things there, and that we get excited about. Here's something to look forward to in two months, four months, six months, and then only a, only a couple months after that we get a specific reveal for the hardware and they and they show some of those games that they showed in that final direct that we haven't had yet and it's like oh that's cool and maybe a, a look at odyssey 2 you know in the same way that we saw odyssey for the first time in the switch reveal trailer you know and then it's like oh cool so not only are we getting xenoblade chronicles 4 in february it's coming on day and date with the with the switch 2 so you can buy it with like you know I could see that happening. Yeah, maybe. I, I feel like they might do like... Okay, so I, I think if they do another Direct this year, I think that we get two games in there that are not going to be on the current Switch. Okay. And I think that they don't talk about those. 
like like they don't talk about the fact that they're not going to be there. So something something Nintendo likes to do is they like crossover. Do you think they're going to leave behind the Switch? Maybe not. I don't know. I feel like they want a game on there that wants people that 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 makes people want to get it. Oh right? yeah, no, totally, one hundred percent. But I don't see them releasing it exclusively on the new on the new platform in a way yeah. that cannot be run on the old one. Suppose because they still want it to sell to a maximum of 130, 40, however many units it sold. Yeah. I, I, I honestly don't know. Cause I also don't know what games I have left in the tank that, 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 that already, right? Like the only one that, that cause we, for so long, they've had the Wii U back catalog to pull from. Well, like that, but even then it's like all of their big studios have put out games in the last 18 to 24 months that I don't know who's like, who's ready in the cycle. Like we're not getting Splatoon 4. We're not getting Mario Kart. We're not getting new Zelda. We're not like, you know, 3d Mario is your only question mark aside from and like, Metroid Prime. well, I was going to say aside from prime, three two and four uh, which is the correct way to order them apparently Um, (laughs) definitely yeah um i don't know what else is around the periphery where they can say all right like we're gonna have a big blowout with like you know a new genre defining title for your new console that you've just bought because i feel like they 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 won't want to have a week launch that's true and they won't want to have a launch that's just leaning on the previous one well, yeah, if they are leaning on the previous one, if it is part of this like ecosystem moving forward thing, like I remember when I got my PS5, one of my favorite things about it was that it played my PS4 games way better. Like I didn't have that many PS5 games, so I didn't mind. Um, See, for me, when I got my PS5, I didn't play any of my PS4 games for like ages. Like yeah. I was explicitly like, I'm going to play my PS5 games. And then... And then I eventually ran out. <laughs> yeah, there weren't that many. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. Like, I maybe they can get away with a softer game for a launch title, like a Metroid Prime Kirby? two three trilogy collection, or the God God forbid that's when they finally wheel out the corpses of Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, and that's maybe. what's meant to sell those systems. <laughs> but, it probably would. Like, oh man. But if they if they are doing that and it is to like be part of the new system but bring in the old one and not leave anyone behind just yet, like I could see it being a softer release or something that runs like not that much better on the new hardware than it already does on the on the original. Like if Wonder was the there in time for the new hardware launch, it'd be like, oh okay, well I mean I could play this, but it'll play fine on Switch. I don't need to get the Switch 2 for this, but the people who want it will. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's like super strange. You know what would probably do it, and like they haven't they haven't broken this glass in case of emergency in quite a long time. But if but if they were like, you know, like Ocarina of Time remake, oh, like yeah. they, they've been sitting on that. E- even even Mario did it already. They did it eleven years ago. Eleven years ago on a three DS, <sighs> right. <laughs> Or like, but like you know, and like there are other ones that they can do as well, right? They can do Mario sixty four remake. They yep. they can do, um, you know, they they could they could do like full on remasters of the original Metroids, Super Metroid. Yeah, like like they have they have franchises they can lean on. 
that they're like, hey, like we don't actually have a new one at the moment, but like we know they store games finished for years. <laughs> we yeah. know they have them ready. Yeah. It's about when they want to break that I don't glass. know. I don't know. That's that's really tricky. I don't know about that one. It, it might even just be stuff like, hey, we've got fucking Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh. 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 Ooh, don't get me too excited, Jeremy. <laughs> I don't see it running well. I don't need to see that door in the Sector 7 slums on the Switch. You only needed it to run at a 1080 30. I don't think they could handle it. If it's like Breath of the Wild doesn't run at 1080. <laughs> no, no, no. On the new on the new hardware. Right. It, look, if it if they're aiming for PS4, that's that's PS4. Yeah, but that wouldn't sell anything. Final Fantasy VII Remake. No, but like you could catch them all up or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. It'll be very interesting going forward. Like it's nice knowing what we are looking at for the next six months, but I feel like pretty quickly we'll start hitting that same feeling we had right before the, this direct of like, what the fuck is going to happen next? Yeah. (laughs) And, And like, like the rumblings of wonder got me like, like in like a day or two prior to the direct, I was like, Ooh, that's really exciting. So, like, yeah. I, I hope there'll be something. Yeah, totally. Uh, so yeah, that's it. That's for the that's for the Nintendo Direct. It's um, it was a good one. Yeah, it was a good one. Even again, even although like the things that are there is like, oh yeah, Wonder is cool, and I'm interested in RPG remake and WarioWare Move. It looks fun, and yeah. I'm 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 going to play Mario Kart Eight Booster Pack Number Five and. Maybe this is the chance to jump into Pikmin now they're all on the system. Like, you know, it's all there. It's all good. Um, nothing blew my socks off, but I also wasn't offended at all. I, was, I wasn't I was upset that I watched it. <laughs> a, a certifiable smorgasbord of exciting and interesting games yeah. from the Nintendo Corporation. Yeah. Plus Batman Arkham Trilogy. And yeah. that as well was uh, also there. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and there's that there's that Peach game that they announced that's not coming oh, out next yeah, year. Oh yeah, that that in in the rest of the style of RPG remake, right? Where it's like, uh, kinda. It wasn't it wasn't that that style, but it was. It was attached to that announcement. I don't think it was. I'm almost one hundred percent certain it was. Because I think it was the same model. I don't, I don't think it is. We'll look it up in the break. Hey, yeah. speaking of, we're going to go to a quick break. And when we get back, we're going to talk all about our time with Final Fantasy 16 and uh, Clive, the best named protagonist of the year. <laughs> Stick with us. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. This is the segment of the show where we talk about Final Fantasy 16. I have a two minutes I want before that. I've also remembered something else I did this weekend that I should probably talk about on the podcast. All right, all right. Let's let let let's take it. Let's take let's a, do that first. Yeah, let's let's <laughs> do, let's do three minutes each. Uh, okay. a, a hot three minutes each. Um, What's your hot three minutes? My hot three minutes is uh, a couple weeks ago um, was Steam Next Fest, um, uh-huh. and there was a whole bunch of games that that were, were demos available for you to play. Love 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 Next Fest. I think it's really great. It allows you to play some things prior to them being released. Um, demos. Demos. Um, but like allows you to sort of see what's coming in the pipeline in the next like six to 12 months in, in some of the not quite AAA spaces, which I think is always, always a cool thing. Um, there is a game that I specifically want to talk about mm-hmm. um, that I played uh, on Steam in, on, as part of the, the Steam Next Fest. Um, it's a game called Robo Beat. 
Um, I was hoping, I remember you brought this up on Discord I and I completely forgot about it. And yeah. I was hoping you were about to say it just now so I could remember its name and download it. Yeah. Uh, Robobeat fucks. <laughs> now it, it's, yeah. it's been a minute since I've, since I've played a game that fucks and then spoken about it on the podcast in the way that says this game fucks. Um, but this game definitely fucks. So um, last time the, um, that game that when it came out, it was really disappointing, but the demo ruled. Yeah. This is not going to be like that. Um, because, <laughs> uh, I know it's not going to be like that. Um, <laughs> and because I oh, wow, hope it's not going to be like that. Um, Robobeat is a, Rhythm-based, first-person shooter, roguelite. Yep. Um, roguelite. Roguelite. If you have played um, Metal Hellsinger, it yep. is in the same vein as that, but Looks if you're like similar. me, you don't super really vibe with like heavy metal music. Um, this is... Or that like gothic, like hellish, like... Like, I, I don't mind Like, that. that could be fine, but this isn't that either. Yeah, no, no, this isn't that either. This is um, synth rock. Um, <laughs> uh a la, um, you know, like, like in like this like cyberspacey looking world, right? Like you you you're shooting like uh, cyberspace ghost looking characters and robots with eyes and and all that stuff. Like it's really cool, really sick vibes. Um, the the you've got two guns. You've got a left gun and a right gun, um, and you've got a dash and a jump and a counter um, and two other abilities as well. Um, some sometimes they are just like different different type of bullets that come out of your gun. Um, sometimes they are different altogether. There's a song in RoboBeat, which was one of the coolest songs I've ever played a video game to. Uh huh. <laughs> and it just and it loops and it's good every loop and nice. and it builds to this singular riff that plays a handful of times and it loops back out away from the riff and then it loops all the way back in again. And it just fucking sent me. It was so cool. <laughs> um, different songs as well have different like beats per minute that you can see. Not every song is going to be the same beats per minute. And so the faster the songs, which is like the, the first song you get is relatively slow and it gets faster and faster and faster to sort of build up your ability to play the game. Um, uh, the faster the song, the more attacks you can do per minute. Right, like that's yep. that's that's sort of how that works. Um, I thought it was just fucking sick. I I I finished the demo in about an hour, and I probably played about two and a little bit hours of it, or something like that, because I just went through it over and over again. I was like, "This mm-hmm. is just good enough that I am just continuing to do this." Um, so I highly recommend you you give that demo a shot. Um, I am very much looking forward to the game when it comes out. Um, and that's my three minutes on RoboBeat. Nice. My my hot three minutes is going to be complete whiplash. Are okay. you ready? I'm ready. I did the distortion world in Pokemon Platinum. Oh, Kerry. I, Tell me more. I, I hadn't touched my DS in weeks. Yeah. And then I picked it up one time like two weeks ago and got the rest of the way through the cave up to Spear Pillar and then stopped because that was the time I stopped. So when I started playing it, this it was really... I had a weird weekend. I was like, I'm going to play Final Fantasy. Oh, but I need to move the PlayStation because I can't see it on the projector because the sun's in the lounge room. Oh, I moved and I'm about to play Final Fantasy, but I need to go to the toilet. I'll take my 3DS with me. And I started playing and then I needed lunch and it was a whole thing. Uh-huh. So because of that, I picked up my 3DS. Yep. And I picked up, I started Pokemon and I was right there at Spear Pillar. I fought a couple of grunts and then I fought the commanders one after the other. And then I fought 
Cyrus and then Giratina and then Dialga shows up and Palkia shows up and then Cyrus is like, yes, I will use their their power to shape the world, to make a new world. And then Giratina pops up out of the shadows. And there's some really cool graphics when it comes to Giratina in the distortion world. Um, I don't know how I feel about this fully coming out of it. I do think it was really cool. And I think it would have blown my mind if I played it when I was younger. I think it was kind of short. Yeah, it is. Like 30 minutes less even there's no pokemon fighting in there except for when you get to giratina at the end yeah it's all um, it's all it's like four trainers or something um, not in the not in the distortion world they're they're all, they're all at spear spear pillar to get to the world oh and once you're right. in there there's no there's no one to fight you talk right. to cyrus and cynthia a couple of times right um but it's coolest thing is that these these puzzles these like reality bending puzzles you walk onto platforms that are invisible until you step onto them or you walk sideways along walls or there's this one moment where you surf up a waterfall or rather you're on the roof and then you go you surf up the waterfall but downwards until you reach the ground and that goes up different levels the way they handle all that 3d space with their engine is really fun. Mm. Uh, really, really, really cool traversal puzzles. Um, it's it's the best traversal that Pokemon's ever had because normally it's quite unremarkable. Uh, and the way that, like, obstacles disappear and reappear in front of you. So there's a set path through this, like, forest of, like, weird black dandelions and they pop up and shrink down and disappear and pop up in front of you again. And it's really fun. Uh, but... It's, it's man, it's way short. And something about finishing it, catching Giratina on like my throw, my third Pokeball throw, which I know is just luck. That's not, a, that, that's honestly just a saving grace, honestly. I'm glad I wasn't there for hours or reloading my save when I accidentally put poison on it and then yeah. it died. Just, you know, all that shit. Like I, yeah, yeah. I, I, I damaged it a couple of times. I put it to sleep and I caught it. Yeah. Um, you did the, you did the order of operations. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You should have seen me. I was using Giratina to catch uh, an Electabuzz like like the next day. And that thing fucking nearly wiped my team. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I spent like 20 Pokeballs on that guy. Anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I left it. I was like, and they're like, oh, you defeated Cyrus. I guess now you can go get the eighth gym badge and de- defeat the Pokemon League. Do you want to do that? I'm like, oh, yeah, I guess I could do that. And like in my head... It's been like I'm playing Pokemon Platinum, but it's very similar to Diamond and Pearl. But it's gonna it's gonna become the point where it's the point where you play Platinum, the point for why you should play Platinum for this moment. And I got there, and it was interesting, and then it was over really quickly. So yeah, it, like it, it it's it is it is brief. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's still it's still Diamond and Pearl with it is with some stuff. The thing that. The thing that you'll hate is I, I finished it and I was like, I can kind of understand now why this wasn't a part of the remakes. <laughs> what? Without them creating a third game, which would be silly, and without them including it in both games. They should have I just mean, they, been, they just should have done They that. just should have just done Platinum. <laughs> they just should have put it in both games and you, you don't necessarily catch Giratina. Yeah. Or, but you can catch Giratina. Or like Giratina in, is like a post-game thing. Well, yeah, like, Giratina's in Diamond and Pearl. 
Yeah, but like the whole point of getting to Spear Pillar in Diamond is to find Dialga, and in Pearl is to find Palkia, and oh. you still need to have that moment in a Diamond or Pearl game. Yeah. Just... Or maybe it could, maybe that could be maybe the distortion world could be a post. Yeah, you're right. You're right. No, it should be in there. But like, I yeah. I got to the end and I was like, oh, this wasn't quite as substantial as I thought it would be. Um, I'm glad it's there. I'm glad I did it. I'm glad they made it so exciting and so different in that way. Mm. But yeah, I was like, oh fuck. Now now I'm done and now I know what it's like and now I just have to go on. Well, <laughs> now, the- I, now I just finished the game. I know there's other stuff like the Battle Frontier is like a whole other thing in the post game, but well, I'm not there. And you- also the post game rarely excites me for well, Pokemon. Well, you've got you've got custom firmware on your on your 3DS, right? Maybe. You can you can turn on all of the special events and stuff, which you should definitely do. You can like catch Shaman and catch Arceus and go through all of that stuff. I've done that. Oh, good. Great. That stuff is cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, it's. And oh, I haven't done, I haven't done the actual events yet. I've activated them. I've got the items that will take me to places. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm saving that for like later. No, yeah. You should, you should, you should do that. That stuff is, is, is more cool stuff to do. I have forgotten. I had forgotten that I had more to do in that realm. So yes, I appreciate you mentioning that. So yeah, I, I, I will finish it. Cause I like my team and like my team's filling out finally. And I look forward to getting past the point where I need my, my, HM Pokemon around so I can have my full team with me all the time. Mm. Um, also, my starter sucks. I don't like my starter. I think Infernape is so bad. Yeah. Yeah, you should have picked... He's so squishy and he's weak to everything. You should have picked the, the grass starter like you This is the to. only starter I haven't properly used before. Oh, I've done okay. Torterra and I've done um, fucking Empoleon. Look, you've got custom firmware. You should have had all three starters and run through the game with all three of them. That would have been I'm cool. also so close to activating the give me 999 berries of all types, so I'm not planting them anymore. Like, Why are you planting them at all? Because I, I wanted the... I wanted... Like, I've got custom firmware, but not because I want to break the games. It's no, just I, I wanted to have access to those games. I wanted the as normal an experience as I could. Um, but why are you planting berries? So I, if I return to them, I get more berries. Because if you just pick them all up and use them, then you don't get any more. You know, you have to buy them all again. Yeah, but are you using berries? Well, no, because I'm planting them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we reach the natural conclusion to Kerry playing video games once yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Just use anyway. your items, pal. <laughs> just use them. I've been using my items. Okay. I've been using my actual items. Right. Just not the berries. <laughs> Uh, hey, hey! let's talk about Final Fantasy 16 finally. I've been waiting to talk about this for ages. Mm. Ages and ages. Not just because, you know, we've had the game for close to two. Well, it's I guess it's just a week and a half at the moment for us. Um, I did get to play a bit in pre-release, though, because uh, just because I did. But then I got pulled off it, so I didn't get to play a whole lot. Um, for those who have played, I played up to the... If there's the first icon battle that you play in the demo, I played the... Basically, a little bit past the second icon battle. Um, yeah, this game, this game is fascinating. I, I am really enjoying it. I guess at the end of at the end of my as as a as an overarching sort of feel of it, I think I'm like three fifths ish, two thirds of the way through the game. It feels like yeah. Um, and I am really enjoying it. I find it does a lot of things really strangely. I appreciate the themes they're tackling, even although they're completely undercut by what they've said about themselves. The gameplay, the combat is wicked. 
it's so good. It's yeah, it's really it's good. Accessible in a way, it it it's it's very action gamey, character action gamey, like Bayonetta or Devil May Cry, in a in a way that's accessible. Like I haven't felt since the original God of War games, or where like, like is 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 approachable maybe a better word? <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. it is. Approachable is what more is is more truthful to what I meant when yeah. I said that. Yeah, more approachable, and but I feel like it it's enabled me to. You know, I have to come to grips with it and I have to think about which skills I want to use and which I want to apply. And then the trouble becomes like, I haven't died that many times in the game. It's usually just been to one attack that I learned to avoid. And then the real challenge for me becomes like sight reading a fight or not getting hit in a fight or Or, using or like staggering an enemy as fast as possible. Like it becomes about execution. Or there's too much going on on the screen that I can't actually see what I need to dodge or not because I send a... Yeah, that does happen. I send a tornado and then I just actually can't see what's going on at all. That does happen. Especially in that... You know when you go in the the Care... Care Norvent or whatever? Um, Yeah. That area is so dark. Yeah. And the characters blend into the bricks. (laughs) That was a real low moment in the I, I, in the in the combat. I need outlines. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Give me give me smash on 3DS outlines. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's my overall feeling on it. I think it I think its story is actually fairly weak, but it is yeah. entertaining enough and I think the performances are strong enough that I don't mind. Um How are you feeling about the game overall? I really like the combat. I I I don't think uh, it's been interesting. I've, I've been sort of going back and forth about whether I prefer this or Seven Remakes Combat because yeah. um, I really enjoy both of them. Yeah, um, me too. I, I think, and I think that they both do different things well because um, Seven, obviously, you play as different characters, whereas in this, you are doing um, just like you are just Clive um, slash like the, the fighting kaijus. Um, I actually don't particularly like those battles that much. I think that they look cool, but I don't super enjoy being being Ifrit that much. Um, he's kind of he's a bit slow and a bit a little bit clunky, and like it it kind of feels like a fighting game, which is funny. But there, there's just so much room in the space that I'm just constantly chasing after the boss to hit it a few times until it runs away. Yeah, it's also quite scripted in a lot of ways, especially those first ones because yeah. like the the first one you do after the prologue is like, it's this weird like half mechanic version where they don't give you most of the moves. Yeah. And so then the next fight is a brand new tutorial phase where they give you new moves. Yeah. I just did my, the fa- my current favorite icon fight. Right. Um, right. And that has, that was good fun. They, they, they lent in all the way, but it was also not a tutorial. Okay. Um, I think you'll really dig that one personally. All right. Um, but like, yeah, the ones that I've done just have I've been like, oh, all right, like this needs to be shorter or or needs to be more directed and scripted. So I feel like something's actually happening here because we're kind mm. of just like, we're kind of just two men in rubber suits throwing arms at each other, <laughs> like like a, like a Tohei Godzilla film. Um, and then Brian Cranston overdubs it for the Power Rangers episode. Yeah, um, but like the. The actual combat itself, like, I, I really enjoy. I enjoy, like, chaining all the different abilities and swapping between the different um, the different elements and, like, chaining that in. Like, like, learning a whole bunch of different abilities is really enjoyable. And then, like, working that back into my, like, Swiss Army knife of abilities that I already have to then sort of put together little strings and combos in my head 
Um, it's funny, right? Because you have to choose your abilities. Yep. Really early on, you have to start choosing because you only have limited slots, but more abilities. You start with more abilities than you can have. Yeah. Yeah. And it just gets worse and worse. Yeah. Yeah. You it's then just... have to just make more and more decisions about what you want at any given moment. Um, exactly. Which is like, a, like it's fine. Like, cause I never feel like that, like, oh, I really wish I had this one right now. It's more just like, okay, like I'm, I'm just, I'm going to use the ones that I have right now. And that's fun because using them all for the most part is really fun. Um, the lightning special ability I think is really bad. The weird... yeah, yeah, the one that instead of the dash, you get the like ranged attack. Yeah, you get the lock on, and it's really slow. And like they they did that move. That move exists in Kingdom Hearts: Birth by Sleep, and it wasn't very good then. <laughs> but what made it better in that was instead of having like six bullets that you have to slowly aim, you had like forty, and you would hover over an enemy, oh. and it would go like ding 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 ding. As it was locking so it's on. just satisfying to do well, in general. Well, no, no, it would be like ding, 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 as it was locking on more and more bullets onto this one enemy, and you would let go, and you would just like shoot this barrage of like sixty bullets all at once, and then it yeah. would then throw up a quick time, and so you would keep mashing X, and it would shoot more and more depending how fast you were mashing. Yeah, it. that's fun. That was really fun. They should. I, I, I hope the upgraded version of that turns into. I don't think it will. Um, it doesn't. You can read what the upgrades do. Oh, okay. In, in the thing, and um, I'm pretty sure this one does not do yeah, that. that. That's a shame. oh no, it, it lets you do nine instead of six. That's what it is. Okay, that, I'm not going to use it. Um, no, don't don't bother. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I've I got the the next one and I booted it. Yeah, yeah. So did I. Although I've I've mastered some of its abilities because I like I like the lightning ones. Right. Um. Yeah. I, I think I think chaining everything together and then and then like getting a personal mastery of those abilities and then chaining that back into dodging and swapping abilities and the element um, mm. like really quick um, is really rewarding and satisfying. Um, that stuff is like, it feels really enjoyable to do to the point that sometimes I want battles to last longer because I didn't get my chain like all yeah. the way to the end. And I'm just like, just, just let them live for a bit longer. Like I'm doing too much damage. I want to like, I want this battle to actually last longer as opposed to just me being better. Yeah. Um, because it is just fucking fun to do. Um, I I think that the world design I think is still kind of boring. Like it's it's there's not re like I the 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 actual design of running around the areas. I think there needs to be something better about how long it takes for Clive to start to sprint or something. But like he takes forever before he starts running fast, and the actual being in the world is not that enjoyable i'm finding it's kind it's just yeah. kind of like by the numbers it's very simple right and yeah. you and you and i spoke about this briefly on discord how and i and i remember saying to you that clive has a very limited number of actions outside of combat yeah. he has run around he has jump a tiny bit like jump that is useless yeah his, uh, his jump in combat is much better <laughs> yeah it is it's funny if you jump around in town as well. He does this little like tiny hop. Yeah, it, it's, it's <laughs> minuscule, right? It reminds me of um, Link jumping around, how he's just like, huh, yeah. Huh, yeah. Huh. Uh, but yeah, like Clive's actions are like talk to person, open chest, uh, run past glowy thing, uh, sprint if you run for long enough. And that's kind of it. No, but but there's also a lot of like, there's there's contextual like, you know, like like jump over this ledge, climb up this ladder, 
Um, like, like, like they exist in the world because that's how the loading screens are hidden. Um, in when there are loading screens in, in inside of a zone, they have those like you know, like you will slowly climb up this ladder, or you will go in between these two rocks, or you will. They're pretty fast. Yeah, like like they're fast. Like, and it's 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 good enough, but like to to do its job, which is to like to zone areas, to cull the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah and that, and that's fine. But like, I think that the in between those areas, it's just like you have a bunch of wide open space, um, and there are kind of enemies scattered around, um, and you're not really doing anything. It it yeah. and it like and that's it's not it's not like a it's not criminal, but it's <laughs> it is the same level of boring as random encounters in an old school Final Fantasy game. Oh, that's a really good analogy, honestly. Yeah, it's 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 not it's it is an adaptation of that is what it is. Yeah. Um and it's kind of a like if only there were random encounters cuz then I'd be fighting more. <laughs> may, maybe or like, yeah. like cuz like I was thinking about um Stranger of Paradise. And the, those levels are really fascinating cuz they they do the dark souls like you know you're creating shortcuts and you're going up and around the same areas and then you're doing you shortcuts. Kick the ladder down. Kick the ladder down then you go off into the new area and you've got these long hallways which accidentally you don't realize a wrap around to the begin and like they have these these little mazes. And With set enemies in each area. Yes. Yeah. 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 The, the enemies are authored in that in the same way they're authored in this, where they're like, yeah. they're, they're in specific zones. This corridor has this many wolves and this many spiders. And, yeah. yeah. And and uh, like the the what failed for the levels in Stranger Paradise was that it was ugly as fuck. Um, ugly as sin. Yeah. Um, whereas this is obviously much nicer to look at, but. Mm. I just I want a bit more variety in there to to just let me feel like I'm exploring a world. I don't need just like the boring parts of The Witcher to um, hide a bit of the tunnelness of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair enough. I I think overall I like the design of the world in general. Like I like the different areas that that uh that sunset plain like field of farms heading up to uh. The, the capital Medulla. of Sandbreak. <laughs> Medulla, yeah, exactly. Is is but it's gorgeous, you know, yeah. it's really nice. And like the uh that time you're in Rosaria and the sun's out and there's all these grass and like all of that. Like I, I think all of the different areas do have their nice own like unique identities. But you're right in that like once you're in there, they're not that different. I I, I think it succeeds in being its own thing better than something like Forspoken, where like there's like yeah. four quadrants of the map that are gigantic fucking huge yeah i I didn't want that and like each quadrant feels different to the other quadrant but anywhere inside of that one quadrant feels the same as literally anywhere else in that other gigantic area like the different like like arms in each area do feel different in different ways which is why you know the goblins are in this one there's a dragon there and and like stuff like that. That works for me. Yeah, like I, I think, it, like I, I wanted maybe a little bit more of the the world design language from fourteen. Weirdly enough, where like I think that fourteen does actually quite an interesting job at. It's a lot of wider areas in that because you need to have, you know, 
groups of enemies rubber banded so that like 80 people can yeah. run through here and make sure that they all get a chance to fight the big dragons that are around there to get six of them to go and tell someone to tell someone else to tell someone else to tell someone else um it does make the the areas in an mmo feel a bit more organic though doesn't it yeah like, yeah like, like the place isn't necessarily it you're not only working within tunnels like yeah. and like this is all you have access to because this is all we had time to design and, and- for you and they, they have tunnels they got tunnels in mmos all the time you know and they are usually largely in between those those bigger areas yes um, but a lot of the open areas in 16 are tunnels <laughs> yes yes which is i think the thing they are just wide round tunnels yeah i personally don't mind it gameplay wise yeah it's like like i said it's not like it's not criminal yeah it's um it is funny i do think we we have to talk about the uh, the themes of class that this story deals with very very heavily or fails uh, to deal with. Well, well, no, that, that's the thing. Like they no, they deal with it, but then they they completely under, undercut themselves with their with their comments before the game came out. I don't I don't think that the way they discuss it is completely invalid, and I appreciate some of the swings they're taking. But from the we knowing the foundation they're taking them from completely invalidates everything that they're doing for me. Oh, for me, I think the 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 comments match the text. I think for me, I think that the game okay. completely fails to recognize um, a lot of the issues that stem from like where class comes from and and sure. and and how an underclass um, exists from a ruling class. And um, I will I will just fully like acknowledge that I'm I'm not the most well read when it comes to that kind of thing. So like that's that I'm I'm willing to defer to you on that. Like I, um but I, yeah. to, to stop talk to, to uh, vaguely about it, um this game deals with uh you have you have people who are born who can't wield magic and people who are born who can. And those people who can wield magic are labeled as bearers uh and they are branded they're also they're called branded or bearers. Um, they get a tattoo on their face, uh, and that shows other people that that this person is lesser. And the uh, frequently in most parts of Valisthea of the world, these people are treated as slaves. They are bought as property. They are used for their magic wielding purposes to dry people's laundry, manage their kitchens with fire magic, or like wash things with water magic and stuff like that. There's the the problem with that is that there is the crystal's curse, which is when you use too much magic, your body kind of get becomes spent and it petrifies. And a lot of people have no feelings for the bears that they own or they are surrounded by, and they just force them to work and work and work until they die. Yeah, uh, like they they they're called slaves in the game and slave masters, like in the game, like they they yeah. they, they are very like uh, explicit with, with yeah. It, that is literally how it is, and it is what they are dealing with. And yeah. So, um, your character, this is at the, from the very start. You could see that he is branded. Uh, then you go through the prologue. He wasn't initially branded, and that becomes a whole thing. He survives, but he gets forced into servitude in the army of the of an invading empire. Um. He's quite proficient. He becomes a an assassin, and it's all about him breaking out from that and and finding a, like finding out what happened to his family. But it also turns into a bit of a you know we're going to create a better world where all men can can live and die as they choose to. They say that a bunch. Um, the thing is, like six twelve months ago, 
the developers responded to critique after one of the trailers came out and someone noticed a number of people noticed hey we noticed there's maybe no people of color in this trailer what's up with that and like <laughs> yeah they said what are they i don't remember specifically what it was if you're looking it up that's great but i i remember the thrust of it which was we're basing our uh final fantasy period on a on a certain time period in history so we wanted to keep it grounded and realistic to our setting which is like what the fuck are you talking about you you, you your game has crystals the size of mountains that give you magic and like sure you've gone the whole route of like this is a very british like capital f high fantasy game you know there's there's like magic dogs and and crystals and and like like that's what it is it's swords and magic it's not it's not like like uh machina from final fantasy 10 or like uh final fantasy 12 more steampunk like it is fantasy but like i i i i they're dealing with this class thing so head on so head on all of this so many of the side quests are like we're trying to help the bearers who are being like who are about to be sold at market intercept the caravan so they don't get sold or like, you know, this girl wants you to find a pet, but it turns out she doesn't actually say that the pet's a bearer. And it's like fucked up that she thinks a bear is a pet because they're a human being. And it's like all of these pointed things. It's like, oh yeah, look how fucked up this is. We're gonna we're gonna change class and all people are people. But also we can't put anyone with like a darker skin tone in the game. Like what yeah yeah like and it's like and it's it that was that was from um yoshida the producer of the game and it's like yeah he was talking about like it's going to be rooted in in like european history or whatever and it's like this is a game about crystals like this is a game about magic this is a game be whatever you want there are dragons like you can you can like you know it will shock you to find out that there were women in Europe, I guess, or yeah. something. I don't know, but like, I it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense. Um, it's it's really bad. Yeah, it's bad. It is very bad, and I I think it, it like I think that th- what he said in that interview with Cat Bailey was that like I think that that matches the text because I think that they don't understand yeah. a lot of a lot of the. Um, a lot of the issues I think in, that I'm having with this game come from the story and come from the characters. Um, I don't like Clive. I just, oh, I just, I, I, like I, I can't. He's he's like baby's first like introduction to class warfare. Is like what? Like there are there are there are people who are treated poorly in this world. Me, a prince, I've never seen this before in my life. In the prologue, he is talking to slave masters and stuff, and like I just, I just can't. I just can't with this. In a game where there is only white people, I, yeah. I, I can't do this with you, Clive. You're an idiot. The thing that gets me is I, I just did a whole section in the desert. And <laughs> and and there and they the the music starts going with themes that you might expect from hearing something from Aladdin or from, you yeah, know, yeah. Lawrence of Arabia, you know, you hear, you start hearing like Zatars and stuff like that. Yeah, it, it's it is like, completely okay, so now we can start pulling from other cultures, but like it is completely coded to be Middle Eastern style culture. Yes. Um, yes. And there's someone there with like, with like a vest and a turban and a somewhat darker skin tone as someone who is from South Asia might may have, but like, 
it like it, it it feels so false to just pick and choose like that like you could turns out you can have someone in the game with a british accent who also is black yeah it's possible <laughs> yeah yeah and and then uh, going on top of that um the 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 class struggles that they that they talk to a lot you know the the it's like a whole it's like the point of it's there's like two main arcs of the game and it's one of them yes it, it's one of them and it's the one that gets the backseat the second half of the game which is like th- th- them talking about um you know the, the the first the first half of the game is sid my husband um talking and talking about you know he wants to build up this society and he wants to have this entire world where all of the bearers um all and the, the dominance and, and and the dominance they are allowed to live freely and 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 do what they want and he's building up this this movement right this like criminal movement in this world to build a free state for people who have been oppressed for their for generations and generations mm-hmm. and generations and there there are there are side quests over and over again about like people who have been um uh you know uh, snitched on um by by people to the cops and stuff about like oh like there was a bearer like hiding under this house or whatever or the the one that was that really weird one about the woman who was like oh i had a son and 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 I found out he was a bearer, and oh, so yeah. that wasn't I, even a quest. That was just like just a dialogue weird they showed you. Cutscene of these of this really bad dialogue, like like not 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 acted well, not written well, and not performed well or or cut well. Of mm. like someone saying like I I like how's your new little one? You know, tell me about your newborn. And she's like, oh, I gave him to the cops because I had a, uh, I had a bearer son or something. And and then the older child is like, that wasn't my brother, was it? And she's like, no, don't worry. We'll get you another one. You'll just have to be patient, which is like, also fuck. I was sitting here going like, what is this? Like, this yeah. is like, this is just really poorly written. Um, yep. th- there is some interesting stuff that said, that Sid says through, the first half of the game where he's talking about building up this movement and stuff. And the moment the world and the story hits a dramatic change, the priorities of all of the characters in the game shift drastically. It is, it, it suddenly feels no longer about the bearers and it suddenly feels no longer about this class struggle, but it feels all about stopping the powers that be, which is important, but different. Yes. Um, yes. It's like when when Clive says we want to help, Sid's like, "All right, here's the real plan." Yeah, yeah. He he he's the plan to make the world a better place for everybody. Whereas Clive is like, "I'm gonna stop me mum. I hate me mum. My mum hated me. I'm gonna I'm gonna fuck these crystals. Fuck these mother crystals because I hate me mum. <laughs> and because Sid told me to once. Um, and Jill doesn't do anything until you are in the second half of the game. Yeah, until much later. She does and it. And then, like, good on her when she does. Yeah, cool. That, like, that scene was good. And then we are back to, I am Jill and I'm here for you, Clive, throughout I, what I hope is not the end of the, the rest of the game, but it certainly fucking might be. Also, there is a number of times where, especially in the section that you just played, Jeremy, I won't get into it, but they're like, 
what are we going to do next? And they're like, well, we could do this thing, but it sounds like a trap. And Clive's like, we're going. And then they go and they get trapped. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh no, we were all, we were almost caught. But it's they, like, why but, did you go? I know, but they get trapped only to get free instantly. Yes. To then get trapped to get free again instantly. Like it, it is like, it's a bit, it's a bit nothing. Like the, like the, the, when you look at the plot, it's like, oh, yeah, there's kind of nothing here it, after a certain point. It feels like I'm, what- I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the big reveals that they keep teasing and showing just a little bit. I'm excited for what those are, but like, I feel like I'm, I'm watching fucking sad Dragon that Ball. We're not getting more of that all throughout. Like, like we got a little bit of the start, a little bit of the middle, tiny bit of what I just played, and it's going to be a massive dump at the end, and then the game's going to finish an hour later. I, yeah. But I think that the way the story goes is they, they leave behind further and further the issue of class warfare. Mm. They are moving away from the struggle of the people. Mm. They are moving further towards... Uh, the battles of gods. Well, the, 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 the battles of the elite is the thing that they consistently lean on. Clive, whether he likes it or not, he's not part of that class. He's not part of the he's not part of the lower class. I know that he's a bearer, I understand that he's branded. However, he's the prince, right? He has a last name that means something. He has a father and a lineage that means something. He he can be on the side of the underclass, but that doesn't mean he's a member of the underclass. He did there is a moment you haven't found yet where he actively forsakes it. Like, like I, I've I've seen conversations where he says like I'm not going to take up my throne. Yes. Um, I don't believe that. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> the ending of that game to me is he becomes a king. But like, I'll 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 save my judgment on a scene that hasn't happened yet until it happens. Um, mostly because I don't trust the narrative to not allow him to become a a, a king again. Um, yeah. No, that's fair enough. Uh, but he's also like. If if uh, this this is a this is a, a funny um like uh a comparison to make, but like you know it's it it kind of reminded me of um uh one of the Kardashians um saying that she was a f- uh, self-made billionaire um because <laughs> because she started her business. She started a business and built it up as if like there isn't, as if she did that in a vacuum. There's nothing happens in a vacuum. We don't live in a vacuum. The world of Final Fantasy 16 does not exist in the vacuum. There are so many things that are important and Clive's lineage is important to him, whether he likes it or not. Um, Yeah. I, I, on the one hand, I do see what you're saying. I do think part of what happens for him though, is that there's nothing for him to claim anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, except his extremely affluent uncle helps him get into that area that he takes out a crystal from, and his extremely affluent and financially rich uncle has now showed up to help his cause. And I'm sitting here going, like, this is what is called a nepo baby. Like all of the, like he's leaning on it, right? Whether right. he wants to or not, he's leaning on it. He's not part of the struggle. He can't hang here. <laughs> and beyond that. I think his performance is fucking dreadful. 
Oh, uh, no, I completely disagree. Every, no, I disagree he with reads you every line the exact same way. He's got the same cadence to his voice in every single line read. Sid, wonderful performance. Conversational, Absolutely. cool, like intelligent and witty, but like he's got his own... He's also maybe the best written character. To, like to, He totally is, but he's also, I think, the best performance in the game. Like he's got such a really naturalistic way to his, his speaking that felt out of place only because everyone else felt so stilted. Um, but like, but and that's not a that's not a slide on Sid, on Sid. That's a slide on everyone else. Yeah, like Clive has got the same, the same like, well, what are you gonna do? Like he's got the same inflection <laughs> in every sentence he says. Yeah, he does. And but it doesn't feel normal. It. it feels like he's. It's like, it's like Kingdom Hearts. Like it's not a natural way of talking. I'd, 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 I'd just disagree. I, I, I buy into it. I really like his performance. Uh, I, I, can't, I can't stand Clive. I wanted to. I was so fucking ready to... to, to like, like I, am, I am famous for accidentally liking protagonists because they are the protagonist. Like, I, I, I really like Sora. I really like Lightning. I really like Cloud. I really like Noctis. You know, these are, like, not the most interesting characters in RPGs. No, they're not. That's a good point. Yeah. And I was so ready for for Clive to just fucking be another one, <laughs> yeah. And and I I really hate him. I don't hate him. That's funny because I didn't expect to like him, and I kind of do. Yeah. Um, I I really like his performance, especially in the more emotional scenes and stuff like that. I th- I think his performance is great. I I just want to. I, I I wanted him to be a bit more, bit more cool. At all, <laughs> like, like, and like, I don't, I don't even mean like I want him to have like catchphrases and stuff. I just want him to feel like he's like in, con- excuse me. I want him to feel like he's in control of, of, of his lines. <laughs> Cloud says things that Cloud would say. Lightning says things that Lightning would say. Clive reads the lines that are fed to him in a book. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Uh, right. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't explain it any better than that, and I don't know if it's a good way to explain it. But it's. Very- I, I still don't agree. Yeah. I, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm not on board. But that's, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I think the music's really good. Yeah, there, there was a song um that was playing over a fight um that I was doing last night. That like I, I think I think like a lot of the music is all right. Like I, I'm, I'm over some of the repetitive songs. Um, that's the thing that's the bit that gets me and yeah. it, and it's it's striking after how varied the soundtrack was for final fantasy 7 remake where every act had a different remix of the same battle themes that you knew yeah um like every boss fight has their own music every cutscene had its own music like there was so much different music in final fantasy 7 remake i i can't it's a it's incredible but in uh 16 you're getting the same four or five different battle themes over and over. Yeah. And a number of them are really good, yeah. which is which is great. Totally. Um, if I was sick of them, I'd be sick of them. Um, there's no there's no one theme that is like, ooh, that one theme I can think of though, right? There's no No, not that one I can think of. There there are some though when when they come around, I had forgotten them and they come around again, and I'm like, oh yeah, no, I dig this one actually. Yeah. 
But there's there, there's no blinded by light from from Final Fantasy thirteen. There's no there's no the main battle theme from Final Fantasy seven. For me, there there is one song for uh sixteen, and mm-hmm. it it was the one it was the song that was in the first trailer, um, and it's the one that happens when you you know when Clive, uh, learns his limit break. Uh, yeah. Do you remember that moment? I don't remember the song. It's it's. It's sing it for uh, me. It's the one as soon as you as soon as you reckon it's the one that goes like uh, da, 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 da. it's Oh it's, kinda, yeah. That one felt the most like a Final Fantasy tune. And that one it, it that one goes hard. Yeah. It always goes hard. And it and when they when they when they bring it out, it hits really good. Yeah. Like yeah. that one I think is is the most Final Fantasy sixteen song it is. It's why it's in the trailers. Um and it's probably a little bit of part of why it hits for me as well, because like they matched it with the highs of those trailers, and it matches those highs in the game when they use it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the rest of it isn't necessarily that iconic. Most of it is quite enjoyable, but it is striking me how most big boss fights don't have their own music. They use the boss fight music. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a bummer. Um... It's, a, it's a bummer after 7 Remake, for sure. Yeah, like I, I think, I, I think there's, I don't know, I, I just, I, I think there's just, there's a lot of this game that I just really want, just want a little bit more. Mm. I, I just want a bit more writing, a bit more character, a bit more music, a bit more level. Yeah, and like the side quests are all really dull, and oh sometimes you spend so long talking about nothing, even in just the normal cutscenes or like discussions it's like man you guys spent the wrong like you guys put a lot of sentences towards this when you could have put it towards something else do you remember how bad some of the side quests were in the first horizon game no okay they're really bad okay some of them were really bad some of them were like oh this is like a joke (laughs) these are worse (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and, and i can't believe i'm saying that some yeah. of the ones in in horizon the first one were horrid and these i'm sitting here going like i don't even like i i have i have not engaged in a side quest now for a week because yeah i just don't want to hear or do any of them so something i will point out which i saw on twitter was there's a difference that they have in the logos that final fantasy 14 has if the logo is an exclamation mark, it's just a normal side quest. If the logo is a plus, it will give you a permanent upgrade for completing it. So you should do those. Like a permanent upgrade? Like, like what's an example? Like one I've done is unlocking chocobos. Oh, okay. To get around the open world faster. The other one I've done is increasing potion efficacy, which is okay. great because as my health bar increases, my potions get less effective. Are they good side quests or are they still bad? Uh, the potion one's pretty boring. Okay. And the Chocobo one is a little bit better than normal. (laughs) Oh, good. But you get Chocobo. Yeah. Okay. Permanently to use whenever you want in outside of a town. I shouldn't put that behind a side quest, but we'll move on from that. A a A lot of the RPG stuff in this game, I don't think is very good. Yeah, I think this game, it's not the best, like, single-player 
action, a uh, single player like cutscene story game. It's not the best RPG game. The people who really like arcade character action games don't think it's the best action game. No. It's 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 trying to distill it all into one, and I don't think it's I don't think it pulls it off the that well in that regard. But what is there that is good carries it so far. Yeah, yeah. The the stuff that's good is good. Um, and for me, who finds it easy to buy into the story, I'm along for the ride for the story. I'm I'm here for the ending. I I just don't know that I'll be that into replaying it. Yeah, I like I am. I I will make it to the end for the combat. But I have thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> You've thought about not. <laughs> I've thought about what if I just play something else. Yeah, I um. I I got games I can play. <laughs> some well, yeah, in a year, in a year this stacked. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that I'll tell you this after the break, but I have a, I have, uh, I have after the break, after the, after the end of the show, rather in the post show, I'll, um, I'll tell you one of my findings about the next section that you're about to get to. Um, yeah. Cause I think you'll appreciate me telling you about it first. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's what we think of it. I'm, if I had to give it a rating, I'd give it like 7.5 or an eight. Um, again, like the stuff that's great is great. Like it is. Um, and I enjoy a bit more than Jeremy does, but yeah, there is stuff that drags it down. It, it and it will keep it from being one of my favorite Final Fantasies as a whole. Yeah. However, I, I will look back fondly on this kind of no matter what, unless they really, really fucking stink up the story. Um, the gameplay, I'll always think it'll, it like it's kind of sitting in that Resident Evil Four territory for me, where like if I like disregard the story or like forget about the story, I'll always remember how fun the combat was. Yeah, I'll always I, think back to like, oh man, that was a good time. Maybe I'll just load a chapter, I, you know. Maybe I'll just get in and use some Garuda abilities, you know. I, I think I think I'll be the same. I but I think I will I will really appreciate something like I would love a like an arena mode or something that is like here's like just give me the like I, I kind of just want a bunch of end game stuff. I kind of just want like here's fifteen fucking difficult fights. Yeah, I mean, there's the there's the hunt board. Have you done any of that? Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. But I kind of want like a even more streamlined version of that. I want like let me like give me a menu that loads me into an arena that I can just fucking take out a bunch of villains and then throw me back into a menu, and I don't have to hear. There anyone. is the training mode, and you can just turn that on to give you random enemies. I, I, I know, but I want like a I want a purpose for it. I don't want to just do it for fun. Like, right, you like, want a you want a goal or a yeah. or a, a score to beat or a time to beat or something. yeah yeah. Give me give me like give me grades. Give me give me stars. Give me points. Give me leaderboards. There, Jeremy, there is the arcade mode. I know, but I want have, like I want to like I want to climb a ladder and then win a championship or something. I want like a. And then I oh, want. Oh, right. You want, you want Ratchet Gladiator, but, but, yeah, but Final I, Fantasy 16's combat. But then I want to see your score, you yes. motherfucker. And then I want to beat your score. And I want to challenge you with the hit of the PlayStation button with the power of the PlayStation 5. You'll get a notification on your console to say, hey, bitch, Jeremy just <laughs> beat your score. Fight me. I think there is room for us to. Do that a bit manually with the arcade mode. I know, you, but you remember Astrobot and numbers and scores. Yeah, but you remember Astrobot, right? I do remember Astrobot. <laughs> imagine that, that. Imagine that. I can't believe we haven't had anything since then. It, they'll remove the feature in about in about four years, <laughs> and then and then no one will ever use it again. <laughs> yeah, I watched a video. 
I watched a Pardon? video the other day. Did you know that the on the Nintendo Wii, there was a little bit of uh, RAM storage that you were able to store data onto from some games onto your Wiimote. Why would I do that? Because some games had the ability for you to take your Wiimote to your friend's house and then upload that saved data. Oh, that's like proto Amiibo shit. Yes. That's weird. Yeah, it. Not many games used it, and the use the use cases were quite limited. Um, but really? in one of the, yeah, right. But in one of the Pokemon games on the Wii, uh, you could take your party with you. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Like the like the battle games, yeah, like yeah, the ones with no leveling and no personalization in your team. Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, or you could load up Mies onto your Wiimote and then download them onto your friend's Wii. Classic. Yeah, just on the Wii U, not the Wii. Just on the Wii, not on the Wii U. Oh, you said Wii U when you start when you when you right, started sorry. this story. Um, fascinating. Mm. That's on the remote or the console? On the remote. That's fucking weird. That was a little man. bit of storage that was used. That was, I think, just leftover from, like, it was like they... Like the controller. Well, yeah, like the controller had, you know, firmware and stuff stored onto the controller. Um, and then this was, like, I guess... It, it was allocated, like, and games were able to use it. But, um, yeah, there was there was a little bit of room for, for, for games to utilize that if they wanted to. That's absolutely strange. Yeah. Absolutely bizarre. And then eventually they got rid of it with the software and hardware. Oh, <laughs> uh. yeah! Like eventually they like they proper like got rid of it. They like killed it. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah. Uh, well, that's that's our Nintendo and Final Fantasy 16 discussion episode. Everybody, thanks for coming along for the ride. Uh, next week might be the subscription service SmackDown. Um, it might not. We might push it because we don't want to talk about the FTC uh, findings. We want to talk. Um, Jeremy's got this whole other AI Unity discussion yeah, that he wants to research and bring to us. Steam versus uh, Unity. Yeah, exactly. So we'll we'll see. Subscription Service Smackdown is our fallback if we don't have any of those other things. But if we get one of those other things up and running, they'll be next. So it'll be one of those three next week. Which one will it be? You'll have to come in and find out. Hey, if you want to make sure you don't miss the episode, you can follow us on our socials at MinimapAU to make sure you don't miss the episode. Uh, You can follow us individually as well. Fucking who knows if the website's even going to exist. Uh, I'm nearly just done with Twitter, honestly. I'm like, I don't like using it. I so many of the people who still use it these days are just like quite angry and upset about very justifiable things but then it makes me angry and upset and I don't want to do that so I don't use that anyway um, you can find me on Twitter at KJ Palmer underscore 24 if I'm still there uh, Jeremy where can they find you uh, you can find me um, in my hole under the bridge <laughs> uh, at Obi-Wan Jez um, he's a bridge troll you can find me at Obi-Wan Jez basically everywhere it's not just Twitter yep. Uh, I would give you a blanket statement like that if I could, but I can't. Yeah, uh, you can also head to minimap.com.au for absolutely everything else minimap related, uh, including our mini disc podcast, our game club podcast, um, or the pecking order, our uh, our pop culture kissability ranking podcast. I need we need to edit those episodes and get them up there. I'm I'm, I'm I, I I need some more pecking order in my life, Jeremy. 
but yeah, for those of you that are live with us on Twitch, stick around. We're about to start the post show. For those of you listening later, if you could please remember to give the show a positive rating wherever you're listening to us or watching us if you're on YouTube, uh, it would help us out a whole bunch. And don't forget we are live 7.30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time uh, every Monday. Yeah, that's it. 7.30 p.m. every Monday if you want to watch us live. Uh, lastly, if you wanted to support us, you can head over to Patreon to help us keep the mics and lights on. Uh, you can do that by heading on over to patreon.com slash minimapau. And for five Australian bucks, you'll get 24 hours of early access for all episodes of the Minimap cast, as well as some more benefits, all while helping us out greatly. Uh, if you're watching the, the, the stream, I'm sorry, that would have been very confusing for you. We're going to move on. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week. Stay safe. Have a good one. Uh,